This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's up, what's up, what's up everybody out there in podcast land? Welcome to another episode of A Sensi Fan Talking with LP. And of course, this is yours truly, LP. Shout out to all the love I've been getting on for this past week from all the podcast homies, um, all the listeners out there that's been clicking and listening and subscribing. Make sure y'all keep doing that. Um, just trying to have some fun to let y'all know how I feel about things. So I appreciate y'all vibing with me and, and just enjoying the ride. Appreciate y'all. Um, man, what we on this week? Um, the Bengals didn't play last week. No win, no loss. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about when I first started live tweeting. Because <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I had something pop up on my feed from like five, six years ago or something like that. So we're going to get into that. And um, we're going to talk about y'all not skipping Thanksgiving because it's criminal that y'all out here really trying to fast forward to Christmas and missing one of the best holidays ever. <laughs> but we're going to jump into some Bengals talk. And uh, from what I've been hearing, I've been um, asking for a lot of feedback from from the podcast fam, from the from the listener fam, and I've been getting some feedback. Um, I got some people, you know, they really want to hear the sport takes, and and that's cool. That's why I, that's why I kind of hopped into this in the first place. So I get that, and I got some people that's like, I want to hear the other stuff. Like you know, I I kind of sit through the sport takes to hear you talk about the other stuff because it's interesting, and I'm like, that's cool. Um, <laughs> the homie Big Jim, uh, I told y'all about him. He run the Friday night um, music party podcast. Uh, well, you know his his whole thing where he, he jump off the music. It's a vibe, y'all. Make sure y'all check that out. Um, he called this a sports life mix, and I've been riding with that ever since because that's like the the perfect description of this pod. So whatever you into, if you gotta hop back or hop forward to hear what you gotta hear, make sure you do that, man. But um. As far as the Bengals go, this one's going to be pretty short and sweet because this week is Steelers week, and you know it's win, baby, just win, of course, when you play the Steelers. However, here's why this is even going to be shorter than it normally would as far as me talking about the Bengals. It's simple and plain. It's plain and simple, y'all. If the Bengals are a playoff team, if the Bengals are a division-winning team, if they are any of those things this year, then beating the Steelers shouldn't be hard. 
Real talk. We talking about a team that's three and six, y'all. We talking about a team that's not even starting the same person that they started way back in week one when they barely beat the Bengals by field goal after the Bengals turned the ball over four times in the first half, five times in the game. After all of that, it took heroics <laughs> from Mika Fitzpatrick, who is a beast. He's a dog, y'all. Real talk. I, I, I don't hate on players who can play. Y'all know that. And, and Mika is a beast. He's one of those players you look at like, dang, why you not on our squad? <laughs> like, like, he that deal. It took a superhuman effort from him in order for the Steelers to beat the Bengals by three. Real talk. I, I mean, that's real. If the Bengals are that deal, if the Bengals are everything that we said in the beginning of the year, you know, the the vaunted offense, the defense that's underrated, the excellent play calling, the quarterback with nerves to steal that gets it all done. It, if the Bengals are all that, then beating the Steelers should be a breeze. <laughs> For real. I Think about it like this. If the Bengals lose to the Steelers, then the Bengals are 0-4 in the AFC North. 0-4. How are you coming back from that? If the Bengals lose to the Steelers, then the Bengals are 5-5 five and five for the year. With seven games left. And I'm not even going to hold y'all up. I've been on the pod for the past few weeks talking about, look, you know, we still got a lot of time left. There's still a lot of time in the year. We passed that part now. No longer... Is it morning time for the NFL season? Like, we stumbling towards the end of the year. And you can't drop games like these. I mean, think about it. Look up who on the Bengals docket next. You got Tennessee. You got Tampa Bay, who's playing a lot better. You got Kansas City. You got Baltimore again. You got New England. And there are no scrubs. Yo, it's about to get real for the Bengals as far as the season is concerned. Meanwhile, Baltimore has the cupcake schedule that we had at the beginning of the year and went 5-4 and four with. So, the Bengals can't drop games like this. And I know the Bengals are in the locker room talking like, you know, we can't go into this game thinking that it's a breeze. We have to play the way we played against Carolina. We have to play the way that we played against New Orleans. We have to play the way that we played against Atlanta. Teams that the Bengals were supposed to beat, and they did, with with little trouble, by the way. That's the Bengals that we need to see. They need to play with a sense of urgency. They need to come out like, we know we're better than this team, and we're going to end this game in the first half. If we see those Bengals, things are looking up. If the Bengals lose this game, pretty much no matter what happens after this, I'm still looking at it like, yeah, I don't know, y'all. We might be looking forward to next year. And look, y'all know me. Y'all know me from day one on this pod when I told y'all why I started the pod, right? This is me. This is not me hopping off the bandwagon. I would never do that. Yo, if I stuck with the Bengals through the 90s, <laughs> if I did that, I'm ride or die. Like my household is ride or die. However, we're also realistic. And realistically speaking, if you lose to the Steelers twice, you probably shouldn't be talking about playoffs. That's just facts. 
Same thing when they play Cleveland again. Even if they get Deshaun Watson back. You can't lose to teams like the Steelers and the Browns twice in a season. Nah, man. So for that reason, I'm I'm going out on a limb, y'all. Real real life. Bengals 31, Steelers 13. I feel like the Bengals are going to come out just like I'm talking and go like, look, we got to smack them around a little bit and let them know. We're trying to get to 6-4. and four. It's too many teams in the AFC that have playoff aspirations. We talking Chargers. We're talking Jets. Basically the entire AFC East. So the Bengals got to come with it, y'all. I mean, they really do. But I think they will. 31-13 Bengals. And I can't see a loss. Because I know what happens if there is a loss. So I'm going to pretty much leave it at that. Um, What was that? Like six minutes on the Bengals? Hmm. Maybe we'll make that a thing. Six minutes on the Bengals. Maybe we'll start making it that. I set my little timer up. Boom, boom, boom. Six minutes. And there we go. <laughs> we'll see how that go. So I got my uh, my time hop app. You know, the little app that shows you what you did on your phone a year ago on that day, two years ago on that day, four years ago on that day. This, that, and the third. I'm looking at my time hop. And it's always funny because, like, you know, my, my youngest, she'll kind of come around and be like, are there any pictures of me? And I kind of show her what's up. Sometimes it's like a goofy video of her when she was like two doing dumb stuff. Or it might be videos of the, the older kids just running around doing stupid stuff when they was younger. Stuff like that. On the time hop, I see like nine, ten tweets just straight talking about a certain show. And I'm like, dang, I was live tweeting like six, seven years ago. It was like the first time I really did it because no show really moved me to the point where I just wanted to kind of like share with everybody. Not for real. And, you know, I'm like a TV caholic. Is that a thing? Can you be a TV caholic? <laughs> Let's just say I'm addicted to television. Look, when I say I'm addicted to television, here's what I mean. You name a streaming service, I got it. Disney Plus, got it. Paramount Plus, got it. And, and I hate to say this, man. I, I feel like a disgrace to my race when I say this. Like <laughs> The only streaming service that I probably don't have is BET Plus. I know, y'all. Like, I know. My bad. I'm, I'm a bad black person. <laughs> That's messed up. But I I had it for like, you know, the little week trial. And it was just making me mad because it was just so much of the same stuff. Like Tyler Perry is taking over BZ Plus. And I'm like, dude, I I just used it for the Martin show. And that was it. (laughs) You know, the Martin reunion, which was fire, by the way. But I got every streaming service. Um, Pro tip, y'all. Use your mobile plan. You can get a lot of streaming services for free. Real talk. I got pretty much all of these for free. I think the only one I pay for is Netflix. Everything else is free. Apple TV is free for a year. Uh, the, the Paramount Plus is free. Um, 
what else? The Disney Plus is free. The ESPN Plus is free. Like, for real. Y'all really need to get up on these deals. I mean, they throwing them at you so you can use their service. Why not? So, anyway. I watch a lot of TV and I like to talk about what I'm seeing. But back when I first got on Twitter, which is the only platform your boy uses, you know me. I wasn't really doing that at first. You know, I just watch it, drop drop a cute little tweet or whatever, and I'm out. But then I got on this show called Friday Night Tykes. Now, it no longer comes on. I don't even think they streaming it anymore. So I got to check that out. It was on Netflix for the longest. Basically, it boils down to this. You have 9, 10, 11-year-old kids playing football. In Texas. That right there made me go like, whoa, what we on right now? And it, it is one of the best TV shows I've seen. And it's one of the worst TV shows I've seen. And when I saw it, I was like, this is awesome. And then I started looking at it like, this is terrible. Because in one episode, you'll see the best of humanity and the worst of humanity as far as Youth sports in 10 minutes. You, No lie. I, I'm not making this up. In one season, <laughs> and this is actually what was on my time hop. This guy, um, I think it was like Marikis. He was coaching like the the youth Colts in, um, in Texas. They have this scene where he has this boy on his team and he has autism. He kind of shuts everything down towards the end of the game. And they're playing a the game against another team. And he talks to the other team. And he's like, you know, can I let my guy who has autism, can, can I let him get a run in and he score a touchdown? And the other team is like, no problem, no problem. So, look, man, they gave the little boy the ball. And before he gets in, he was like, no, but they're going to hurt my head. And coach is like, no, I got you. Nobody's going to hurt you. I'll be right there with you. I got you. So, they all set it up. And they get a ball to the little boy, and they're like, go, go, go. So he starts running, and y'all, let me tell you, the entire field was just clapping as hard as they could. The other team, they're running behind them, and they're fake diving, trying to act like they're getting them when they know they're not going to hit them. But they're just like fake diving and rolling on the ground. And he scores a touchdown, and... Man, I'm like, dang. It was like a six-minute clip that I had on my phone. <laughs> and the coach is talking at the end, and he's like, he's like, man, you don't have to pay me nothing. He's like, man, I'll, he's like, I'll do this every day if I get moments like this. And he's like, you can see the tears coming down. And I'm like, dude. I'm like, this is amazing television. Later on in the season, you got a coach. And these are nine, 10-year-old kids. He's telling his kids, look, man, you get up on, you got to ear hold these kids. You got to let them know you ain't to be played with. He's cussing at them. He's yelling at them, telling them they injured the other team. I'm like, is this the same show? This is the same show. And I got like nine or 10 straight tweets of me just going in, just talking about it. Because me as a youth coach, you know, I've seen some things <laughs> as far as far as, you know, other coaches, other parents, like I, the the stuff. I believe that I could write a book. 
and, and I could basically sell that book to the masses. I was I would just call it simply things I've seen while coaching kids. And any coach would tell you this. If they could coach the kids and not have to interact with most of the parents, it would be a beautiful thing. And when I'm retweeting Friday night tykes and I'm talking about it, I'm kind of injecting the stuff that I'm that I was kind of going through at the time because I was coaching at the time. And I'm just watching. I'm like, this is crazy because it's amazing and it's sad. Look, quick story. Quick, quick story. I'm I'm coaching my basketball team. I got my sixth, seventh, and eighth grade boys. And this is when we're on one of our hot streaks. We got a team, not our rivals, but a team that the other boys just really didn't like <laughs> because they would always come in. I remember it vividly. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> I remember it was a Tuesday. You know that song by I Love McConey. It's, it's called, you know, Tuesday. The kids just start running up to me before the game starts. They're like, Mr. Parker, Mr. Parker, Mr. Parker. I'm like, what? The boy on the other team keeps saying he's going to have the scoreboard going up on a Tuesday. I'm like, he said, what? So they repeated. I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and shut him down. Let's go ahead and do this. So put our best defender on him. He got like four points. We got about like 30 in the fourth quarter. So per usual, my thing, we empty in the bench fourth quarter, the whole fourth quarter, because who cares if I win by 40, 50 points? My stipend doesn't mean that I get paid. The stipend's not enough for me to run up the score on any team. Like, these kids came to play basketball and just get some good memories off of it. I don't need to beat you by 50 points. It's not in me. I got the whole bench on the on the court. The starters and the reserves just kind of yelling like, go, go, this, that, and third. The other team makes a little comeback. So, it's like they're down 15 What I think – a minute left. The game's over. You have a segment of fans just yelling at me and at the team, put the starters back in. We need to start it back in. We need to win by 30. And they are literally yelling this. And all of the kids on both benches can hear it. And I'm like, I'm just looking at them like, why do you want to blow these kids out that bad? Like, we talking about 12, 13, 14-year-old boys. We got the win. If that team scores 15 points in one minute, we deserve to lose, no matter who's on the court. And if it really got so – I already had it in my head. If they got to lead the single digits, the starters are going back in. <laughs> I told everybody that from jump. If they drop the lead down to single digits, the starters are going back in. We're going to do work, all right? So – they shaved a 30-point lead down to 15. And I'm like, I got the players in there to make sure nobody else really, you know, goes off. But I got the fans just up there yelling, like, let's blow them out. Let's get this done. Which is making the fans from the other team upset. And they're all yelling at each other and going back and forth. And my players are just looking. They're like, Mr. Parker, do you see this? I'm like, yeah. So I call a timeout. And... I'm Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde when it comes to me coaching and me teaching. Me teaching, you know, I got the calm, mellow voice. I'm like, you know, we out here, we doing our thing. You know, we got to learn. But on the on the basketball court, 
I'm not really yelling, but I'm speaking loud to everybody. The coaches, the players, like I'm using my big boy voice. The kids always tell me, Mr. Parker, you don't even sit down when you coaching. I'm like, nah, man, it's real. Like, <laughs> So I huddle all the boys up and I make sure I say this as loud as I can. I'm like, don't let these fans have you acting out of your character. I'm like, show them how to act. Show them how to be good teammates. Show them good sportsmanship and let's get out of here with a W. And I made sure I said it as if I could have got the microphone, I would have grabbed the microphone so I could say it as loud as I possibly could. I just used the big boy voice. And we get out of the huddle, and I promise y'all, it just seemed like everybody sat down because they understood. We're talking about kids, y'all. Like, we're talking about kids. At the core of everything that we're doing here, we got kids playing other kids in basketball. Is it really as serious as y'all making it? That's really the problem with youth sports. And if you ask anybody that coaches, look, man, ask the kids that play and they'll tell you. It's not necessarily where you play. It's not necessarily, you know, you might not be good enough. It's unrealistic expectations from the parents. And when I say the parents, come on, y'all, let's be real. You know, I'm not talking about all parents. I cannot count how many parents were willing to help me, um, I don't know, get food for the kids, um, set up the buses for the kids, make sure the kids' uniforms were clean. I mean, I had so many parents who just went hard for the squad, man. Like, I could also put in that same book, awesome parents, <laughs> for real, because you just had so many parents that care not just about their kid, but about the team as a whole. And you'll have kids going like, is there anything I can do, Mr. Parker? Just let me know. You know, I can bring Gatorade for the kids. Um, I can wash the uniforms one night. Just let me know. I'm like, that's cool. But you always got a couple, man. And it's like that when you're teaching, too. There's always a few. J just the parents that they're trying to live out their dreams through the kids. They feel like they should have got a certain, you know, a certain amount of I don't know, playing time or fame or something for what they were doing, and it didn't quite work that way. And their heart's in the right place. You know, I can't hate on that. They want their kid to do the things that they didn't do. That's at the core of any parent. You want your kids to be better than what you were. But they just go about it the wrong way, a couple of these parents. You know, they'll try to exclude other kids. Like, don't throw the ball to him. They'll try to, like, sidle up to you. Oh, uh, You know, I got these plays I used to run uh, with my team back in the day, so I just want to slide these to you. Like, you doing too much. Like, just let your kid play ball. And you get these parents next to other teams' parents. It's just like a bad brew. And as a coach, you learn quickly. You got to manage your team. And you got to do it without too much intervention from outside forces because the kids start seeing that and they're like, well, my daddy said, well, my mama said, no, they don't coach this team. They don't do the layup lines. They don't, they don't run the drills. They don't do that. Like they're here to support you in what you do. They're not here to do what we do. That's different. And watching Friday night tykes, what made me just start going so hard on live tweeting that show was the fact that, you could see that in both of the parents. You could see that all throughout the show. You had parents that were like, I just want my kid to 
be happy and play and whatever coach needs me to do, I, I got them, no problem. Then you'll have other parents and you'll see them in the clips too. Like, man, I don't think that coach know what he's doing. He need to run different plays. I don't understand why he run different plays. And it's in Texas, man. Like football, football is king in America. Football is like God in Texas. Like everything shuts down for football. And I'm looking like this show is amazing. And that was like the first time I set my tweet schedule up to tweet out <laughs> Friday night type stuff. Like I had their social account like hitting me up and like retweeting my stuff and like talking back to me. That that was the first time that happened. I was like, not like I was starstruck. Oh my God, look at this, look at this. I was more like, okay. This that made me want to watch the show more. I was kind of sorry when it went out because I thought they'd start going to different places. They went to Pennsylvania. Um, I knew the football scene in Pennsylvania was pretty hardcore. I didn't know it was that hardcore. I'm like, like this, they playing for keeps out here. And then they kind of show Snoop's um, football league on there and stuff like that. It was a pretty cool show. If you can find that show, because I just looked it up and it's not on. Um, it's not on Netflix anymore. Um, if you can find that show, I would say definitely check it out. Um, go on YouTube, search some clips. Um, it got very controversial at the end of season one. I mean, those coaches were doing some wild stuff as far as what they were saying, what they were telling the kids to do. Like, it, it, It's a very interesting show. So um, I'm going to go ahead and rewatch it if I can find it so I can kind of I don't know about a quick review, but we'll see how it go. But it's just weird when I saw that. I'm like, dang, that's the first time I really went hard and started live tweeting stuff like that. Now the stuff is spiral to stuff like New York Undercover. And I don't know. It's it's a real cool way to meet some, some cool folks, some like-minded folks like you. It's it's a real cool thing to do. So um, before I jet out, look, man. Thanksgiving is a holiday. It might not have as many songs as Christmas. Like, you know, you don't have Mariah Carey singing, you know, Thanksgiving time, eating turkey and stuff like that. She probably could make a song about mac and cheese. Um, <laughs> I always retweet the greens, beans, potatoes, and tomatoes because that's like, that's just Thanksgiving anthem. Like, Sway the Remix guy just real life dropped one. A banger for all Thanksgiving time. But it's so many commercials out now. You got so many people. We got people putting up their Christmas lights. I guess there are no Thanksgiving lights, but over here in this house, we always respect the Thanksgiving season, and we don't put up the Christmas stuff until the earliest we did it was the Friday after Thanksgiving. That was the earliest our Christmas stuff ever went up. You can't skip Thanksgiving, man. Like... There are very few holidays where you can just eat and drink in excess and everybody encourages you to eat more. <laughs> like Thanksgiving, it's kind of like that gateway drug to the holiday season. Like you can't skip Thanksgiving and expect your Christmas and your New Year's to go well. Plus you get that three, four day break in the school year where you don't really have to do nothing but eat. Um, I used to be that teacher that used to assign homework. During the breaks, like I was that guy. My bad, y'all. If you're a um, student of mine, like a former student, and you happen to stumble across this, my bad. 
I was, I was lost. <laughs> like I was, I can't say I was just trying to be one of those teachers that was me. I just didn't want y'all bored over the break because I used to get bored over the break. So I needed stuff to do. I'm starting to realize now as a teacher, I got to grade that stuff at some point. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to think about school over the break. And I'm like, if I don't want to think about school, I know my kids don't want to think about school. So I just stopped giving work over the break. Like if they really want work, they can like hit me up and I'll give it to them. But I'm not giving it to the whole class because I don't want to grade the whole class's work over like. Because they'll turn it in online. Then I got to grade it and give it back. That's more work for me. I got turkey legs to eat. Man, I got presents for Santa to wrap up. <laughs> like, I got cookies to eat and make and case and pies to demolish. I ain't trying to grade nothing. <laughs> so, Thanksgiving is that it's that, that gateway drug to the holiday season. Look, man. Keep, keep Thanksgiving awesome. All right? You're going to see a lot of these commercials and stuff trying to tell you, hey, now we're into the Christmas season. No, we not. Thanksgiving is here. <laughs> Plus, man, I'm, I'm already seeing like 24-hour blocks of Christmas movies. Um, Santa loves Christmas. Christmas miracle. Uh, Christmas stepped on my doorstep. Um the package that Santa never gave, like <laughs> all of those Christmas movies, they just they just coming in waves now. We need what's a good Thanksgiving movie? Uh, I'm gonna drop this on Twitter. Um, leave, leave me a um, leave me a voice message on the on the pod. You might find your way up on here if it's good. Give me a good Thanksgiving movie. Uh. If not a Thanksgiving movie, give me a really good Thanksgiving episode of a show. Because the one I've seen that's just awesome is is Martin. The Martin Thanksgiving episode where the men and the women had a competition to see who can make the best food. But Martin Squad cheated and ordered their stuff out. And then Gina Squad cheated and had Martin's mama make the food. So everybody cheated. <laughs> and then bro man came through and said everything was hidden. Said them raglan people. <laughs> that's probably like one of the best Thanksgiving episodes I've seen of a show. If, if you got one that's good, hit me up. Let me know so I can check it out, man. But no skipping Thanksgiving. All right? Eat your turkey. Then put up the tree. Don't do it in reverse. That That's that's not what was intended. <laughs> hey, 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 man, we out. We, let's go ahead and roll out before I get super heated about Thanksgiving. Because I want some pie. <laughs> hey, y'all know what it is. Y'all y'all know where we at. Every Tuesday, we starting to get back on schedule again. We back on the road. So make sure y'all hit us up. Stick and stay. Hit the little bell to subscribe to so see when we drop. And as always, y'all, life is good. Peace out. you're not ready for the conversation to end i'm not either make sure to catch me on twitter that's the sensi fan talking leave off the g at the end of it and we can keep the conversation going 
Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. Appreciate the support. As always, life is good.